Mr. Stephen Allen's SomeNews.co.uk, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Some News podcast number 23. There was a lovely news story this week. You know the infinite monkey theorem? An infinite number of monkeys with an infinite number of typewriters will eventually produce the complete works of Shakespeare. Something like that, yeah? Well, they've nearly done it. Well, it's, it's a computer program that's made virtual monkeys randomly producing text, and they've already written uh, Shakespeare's poem A Lover's Complaint, and they've nearly done the rest. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it is pointless, but at least you didn't, like, waste real monkeys on it. I mean, you know, where would you get that many typewriters these days? No, well, I guess that's right, yeah, you just use Microsoft Word. Yeah, yeah, even better. Use an infinite number of uh, copies of OpenOffice, because it'd be cheaper. But the good news is, I tried this myself. I hired a bunch of monkeys as writers for the podcast, and they finally produced a topical joke. Well, you know, here goes. Why do they call a meeting of the Labour Party a conference? Because it always goes pear-shaped. Yeah, yeah, conference pairs. Yeah, I see. To be fair, though, I always knew it was a good idea to hire monkeys, although it actually was my only option. Well, you pay peanuts. Anyway, in this edition, Rihanna's Bad Luck of the Irish, it's a spaceship, Jim, but not as we know it, and the only way is education. Let's crack on. Mr. Stephen Allen's Some News Podcast. The main news. While the political conferences were probably the main news, and I should talk about David Cameron and Ed Miliband, I can't be bothered. Plus, the other big news story also features an embarrassing pair of boobs. Rihanna. She was filming a raunchy music video in a field in Northern Ireland. Well, it was either filmed there or Rio or Monte Carlo, and she has a crap travel agent. Uh, so she whipped off a top as part of the video. The farmer saw this, the guy who owns the field, and threw her off his land. I know what you're thinking. Bit of a leg man. No, he was a Christian farmer, Alan Graham, and that means he's a farmer who is Christian. He doesn't farm Christians, you know. They're free-range these days. Anyway, Alan asked her to cover up and find a different field to get topless in. The papers said he marched her off his land. I hope it wasn't too much of a brisk march. I've seen what happens to those things in a slight jog. It was on YouTube. Don't ask. Uh, Actually, in reality, he just asked her politely if she'd leave. Any Chris Brown fan will tell you that she's certainly been treated worse by men in the past. Uh, The devout Christian farmer said, If someone wants to borrow my field and things become inappropriate, then I say enough is enough. It's nice to see someone standing up for the values, but how can you think that a little bit of toplessness by a beautiful woman is somehow wrong? It's a thing of beauty, it's a thing of nature. And also, have you seen what the cows do in his field? You give them a glass coffee table, there's your proper kinky stuff. Still, each to their own, he may not have enjoyed Rihanna's semi-nudity, but I bet it made for an interesting day for local bird watchers. Here, Terry, look over there. I think I can see. Oh, it's a lesser-spotted tit. Lesser-spotted? You should look on Google, mate. Some people have said his actions don't help during a time of economic downturn. Really? How much money do you think you'd make out of topless pop stars filming their, their music videos in your Irish fields? And let's, let's not blow all this out of proportion, yeah? I don't want this news story to give farmers a bad name. Don't go thinking that you can't go topless in a field these days. This isn't Nazi Germany, you know. So I was staying down in the southwest this week, working down there, and it's been lovely weather. So to prove a point, I went out into a field and stripped off. Oh, this is the life. Ah, the English countryside during this Indian summer. Oh. 
I'll just uh, get out of this uh, and get rid of that as well. Oh, that's better. <laughs> what do you think you're playing at? I'm sorry? Wait, what do you think you're doing on my land? I'm just getting some sun on my chest. You can't go getting those things out in this field. What things? Them moobs. Moobs? How very dare you. My pectorals are just big bones, sir. No, you can't go showing those things off in my field. Why not? It's because it's a cow field. Oh, they don't mind. It's not them, it's me. About two hours from now, if I spot anything like that in this field, I'll try and milk it. The sunnews.co.uk podcast. We've not done a TV review in a while, so here goes. With the return of The Only Way is Essex, I thought the best TV to come out of that county would involve fake tans and reaming. Still don't really know how to use that word. But I was wrong. Educating Essex hit our screens, focused on a man called Mr. Drew, who was the deputy head, although some people would have swapped out the word deputy from that sentence. He had a very firm position on his role in that school. At the end of the day, I am going to be the brick wall. I am going to be the brick wall. What you want to do is on the other side of the brick wall, and I'm afraid to say I am the brick wall, and you are not going past. There's a guy who's never heard of a door. To be fair, it's hard to deal with some of those unruly school kids. It is quite clear that some young people just do not understand the word no. Well, it is Essex. At least half the population are famous for never saying it. He isn't just a deputy, though. He also teaches history. In the 1890s, along comes this bloke called Baring. Baring was a follower of Cock, so therefore Baring used... (laughs) 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 Baring. A teacher has to entertain. Oh my god, it's David Brent all over again. Can you remember why you wanted to become a teacher? No. No? He can't even remember that far back. Not so good at history then. But as the show goes on, you realise he's not that bad. He's a little bit eccentric. He enjoys being different. It's actually the kids who are becoming the annoying ones. He has to have a right go at one girl. So I suggest that you, at the moment are simply reinforcing the view that people have of you, which is where people actually say to me on a regular basis, why do you bother? And I spend my whole time telling people, because she's worth it. L'Oreal. It's not just shouting, though. He really tries to help these kids. Shall I give, sh- sh- I'll, I'll give you a suggestion for how we're going to deal with Miss Amianova, OK? Miss Amianova has a go at you, and you say, OK, Miss, I'm sorry that that thing happened. <laughs> yeah? And we've... Discussed how that isn't actually apologising for it, but just says, I'm sorry that the incident happened. Oh, that's so politician-like, isn't it? Depersonalising it, yeah. See how that works after she's just taken a dump on a desk. Take the jump off and give it to me. It's going to be cold in the hall. Take the jump off and give it to me. Thank you very much. What? He gets them to strip off? The Daily Mail's going to be loving this. But he takes a lot of flack from the kids. You know, they give as good as they get. One girl told him to P-word off. (gasps) The penalty for swearing at a teacher is a one-day exclusion. You get a day off for that. In that case, tell him to his lemon tart hole. Have a whole week to yourself. So another teacher gets involved and calls the child's mum. That phone call goes well. Are you accusing me of that, please? Right, that's the end of this conversation. Goodbye, that's horrifically rude. She accused me of licking your backside. (laughs) It's not a private school. But after the girl in question then accuses Mr Drew of assault, the head's called in and he has to speak to the girl to get to the bottom of this. He was just like, kept on coming near me, saying, I'll take your place. I was like, no, I don't want you to. And he just kept on carrying on speaking. I was just like, touching my shoulder and that, like, trying to bring me back to get my jacket. I was like, get off. 
obviously I need to look on the CCTV footage for that. Check the CCTV, you've got a Channel 4 crew filming it. Looks like someone in Essex needs an education. The somenews.co.uk podcast. A Chinese farmer has successfully completed a test flight in a flying saucer which he built in his spare time. Wow, that can mean only one thing. Way too much spare time. Xu Meng Sheng, there's no way I said that right, is there? Uh, he spent the equivalent of £3,000 developing his 18-foot diameter octocopter, which is powered by eight motorbike engines. Ah, powered by bikes. Just like a real spacecraft, idiot. Uh, he managed to get a, the flying saucer off the ground with his first attempt last month, only for a few seconds, though. This time, he managed controlled flight at a height of six feet for more than 30 seconds. Six feet. Just like a real spacecraft again. No, you see, what's the point in dropping three grand on something that gets you six foot in the air? I know it's from the Far East, but no one struggles to reach high shelves that much. The farmer, who only has a basic school education, taught himself mechanics and electronics to build the flying saucer. Shame he didn't teach himself about the basics of aliens. They don't float at six foot in the air and sound like the Hell's Angels are going past. There are only two reasons to build a flying saucer. One to fly to an alien planet, right? And eight bike engines chained together ain't going to do that for you. And two, to pretend to be from another planet so he can pretend to be an alien. And what do you do if you're an alien? Well, apparently you fly to the southern states of America and probe some bums. You know, we, we shouldn't joke about alien abduction. It's a serious issue. Joining me on the line is a man who has been touched by an alien. Hello. Howdy. So, tell me what happened. Well, Steve, I was... Uh... I was heading back from a local bar one night when I saw two bright lights in the road up ahead. Well, that's, that's car headlights. I heard this strange whirring sound. Um, probably an engine fan. And I heard this strange talk, like what I ain't never not heard before. Ah, so proper English. Next thing, I woke up in the ditch with bruising all over me and a really sore behind. And you think that was aliens? What else could it be? Well, it sounds like you were drunk, you saw a car, and you fell over. And how would you explain the, the sore behind? The driver was speaking posh, proper English. So? Well, it means you went to private school. The somenews.co.uk podcast. An area of Australia which was battered by a cyclone almost nine months ago is about to experience a baby boom. Well, hello, village of the damned. I mean, in that film, right, there's an event and then all the women are pregnant. If those kids come out pale blonde, we are all in trouble. Although this is Australia. If those kids are pale blonde, they'll never leave the house for fear of sunburn. It appears that couples stayed in uh, inside the locked doors while the cyclone was hitting and did a little bit of rumpy-pumpy. Because now one hospital says it's seeing a massive increase in the number of pregnant women just about to give birth. Cyclone Yessi, the fiercest cyclone to hit Queensland for a century. Uh, no one died, but winds of 190 miles an hour and rain destroyed homes and caused widespread damage across a huge area. My question is, why is it that these people got so turned on by a city being wrecked? If tattered old buildings and, and messed up streets get them horny, they should just move to Liverpool. They'd love it. Midwives are being coy as to the possible reasons behind the baby booms, preferring not to say if relieved couples became romantic after they survived the cyclone or if simply they were bored when they were waiting for it to pass, you know. What else are you going to do to pass at least five minutes? I'll tell you what it was, though. It's none of those. It's because people thought they were going to die. And if you only had five minutes left before you die, you know, what would you do? I asked the question on Twitter. Here are some of the answers. Nikki Pepper said, tell the people that don't know that I love them that I do. Oh, that's nice. 
Garth Westland said, listen to the final section of Supper's Ready by Genesis. You go out in style, mate. Mr. Page 303, crack one off and spend the next four and a half minutes smoking. <laughs> because men can't multitask. Miss Diane said, uh, when I'm dead, someone will be going through all my stuff, right? So I'd hide any incriminating evidence. Simon Kelsley, boil an egg. You wouldn't get time to eat it, though, would you? Uh, Ellie Fluke, loot Buckingham Palace's wine cellar. In only five minutes and you need more than one bottle. You go, girl. Craig Bumberclart, eat a coronation chicken sandwich. Simon Rowe, keep looking at my watch. Set an alarm. That's the easiest way. Meerkat Toffee, could always boil an egg but wouldn't have time to toast me soldiers. Oh, it's harsh life, isn't it? Rod Lane said, five minutes to live? Why, I'd tell Twitter, of course. <laughs> totally agree. I'd spend most of my time signing into a morgue on Foursquare. Huge Food Lover said, take that dusty lamp off the shelf, rub it and make a wish. And if it didn't turn out to be a magic lamp, at least you've left the place tidy. Sketchy's One said, have sex, a last snack, a cigarette, listen to my favourite record. Hell, I'd have time to do all of them. Joe Hill 4, have sex three times in a row, is a theme forming here, isn't it? Uh, Steve Mullin said shag. I hope he was answering my question, otherwise I've made a friend on Twitter. Robo Mum said get drunk. Cinnamon World 71 said freak out! Exclamation mark. Uh, Le Beaujou Blog said tell someone I love them. Larry Robs, panic for five minutes, you can quote me on that. And Dark Splash said uh, I'd listen to a Some News podcast, of course. That's a good idea. That way you'd be grateful for the sweet release of death. The somenews.co.uk podcast. That'll do it for this episode. Uh, check out somenews.co.uk for more stuff. You can get daily topical emails from that site. You can also now subscribe to it via Kindle. That's all on somenews.co.uk. Any emails to podcast at somenews.co.uk. Follow on Twitter at Mr. Steve N. Allen. And you can subscribe via iTunes. That's a big list now, isn't it? Till next time. Bye. The Some News Podcast. Get more at somenews.co.uk.